game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. Okay, I got a joke for you. Go for it. All right. Uh, what's the difference between us and WWE's cameo sales on Cameo? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? We sell out quicker. Oof. 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 Not even one single what a single one for Charlotte Flair. Like that's insane. Is that true? Yeah. Nobody's bought a single Charlotte Flair cameo. Uh, oh my no that's not that's oh, not true. sorry sorry one person one person yeah. so one person has uh, bought a charlotte cat uh charlotte flair cameo one person has bought a kevin owens one person has bought a, uh, bought a bobby lashley one person seth rollins two people have bought Sami Zayn. three have bought a cameo from Be- bianca belair four people have bought a cameo from Rey mysterio nia Jax, and cesaro why nia Jax? I don't know, but also to be fair, also uh, along with this, and they haven't put it up, but um, Alexa Bliss's cameos were seven hundred a pop, and that sold out. Um, yeah. And so was Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was selling cameos for seven hundred fifty dollars a pop. Rhea Ripley sold out as well. Rhea, oh, insane. Rhea Ripley sold out immediately. Yeah. That uh, that is. Um, that's a big, uh, that's a big seller in the leather community. From what oh I know. yeah, oh one hundred percent. Listen, if you have not thought for even a millisecond that you wanted Rhea Ripley to step on you, you are a complete liar, and uh, <laughs> I just want to know why you would lie to me like that. You are hurting me and my children with your lies and deceit. Anyways, welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I am Matt. I'm done. I'm Donald. God damn. Oh. Whew. Oh, the places we will go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, so, um, uh, we, there's obviously there's a lot to talk about since we have we've been gone for quite a bit. Um, uh, most recently, I actually got Don uh, a cameo from ECW legend and hopefully one day WWE Hall of Famer Tommy Dreamer. Um, yes, I appreciate that, dude. That was uh, that was like such a unexpected unexpected gift, and I loved it. Thank you, dude. No problem. Um, so I just kind of, I kind of want to talk about the process a little bit because it was actually really like we're, we are not um, uh, organized by or organized. We're not sponsored by fucking um, Cameo, but I just like I don't know. Like it was really easy to get it. Um, and I just realized I was sharing my screen with you. I told, I could have put like like clown porn on or something like that. Uh, it was so weird. Um, I don't have clown porn. I'm just saying I could have just to mess with you. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised because you know I hate clowns. Um, the night, like one night I was on Twitter and just like randomly I saw Tommy Dreamer like pimping his cameo and I looked at the price and I'm like you know what like this is affordable but he's also really underselling himself because he's Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Um, but I was like you know what like you know at Don if you're losing his father and then you know moving job you know moving to another job uh, I, I felt he really needed to pick me up, so I hit up Tommy Dreamer like the next morning, and not even like less like in less than three hours, I, I put in the 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 request for the cameo at like twelve or like eleven fifty something. 
I got to work. And when I finally looked at my phone at like two, it was already done and sent. And I was like, that was incredibly quick, you know? And it was a nice long cameo. Like it was maybe about like three minutes, a little over three yeah. minutes. And, you know, as a fan, as somebody who was paying for it, like, you know, I really appreciated uh, the thought and the emotion that went into, you know, Tommy Dreamer's uh, words to my cousin. And just, again, the sweatness of it. So it just felt very professional. It felt very courteous. And I appreciate uh, Tommy Dreamer for that. Uh, how did you feel? Um, oh, said cameo. I mean, to be fair, I was having a rough day that day because um, I started a new career. Like, forget about a new job. I started a whole new career. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, you know, a bit nerve-wracking. And when I got that, like when I got that cameo, like I'm like a lot, like I'm all like a kid because like his words, like the way Tommy Dreamer speaks, speaks in this in this cameo to me, and you know just the verbiage and the words that he used, you could feel the emotion and empathy in him, and like that was like he's such a genuine man. Like I, I think from somebody like I think it for you especially, you've gone through your own hardships. Tommy Dreamer has gone through his own hardships. And he's seen a bunch of people around him go through like some of the worst stuff you can imagine, probably some of like the stuff that normal people don't necessarily go through. So, you know, I think it was I chose, you know, uh, you know, however you want to say it, God, fate, whatever. I think like to see that from somebody who knows a thing or two about a thing or two to have words from something like that, I think actually helped a lot. And um, I'm glad I was able to do that for you. And again, thanks to Tommy Dreamer for being able to do that. Um, if you want to find him on Twitter, he is at the Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I believe he's the same thing on Instagram. Um, go hit up his cameo. I, uh, it's worth it for a birthday message or for some words of encouragement like I did for my cousin. Uh, the man is a genius. The man is awesome. Uh, is. So major, prop, major props to that. Um, are we ready for some news? Yeah, what the hell are we, we going to start on? Because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. Um, real quick, um, why, how, when did Melissa McCarthy sign with WWE? What? I said, when did Melissa McCarthy sign with WWE? Oh, uh, I guess a couple of years ago, she joined NXT UK. I thought that was recently. I thought, she, I thought Piper Nevin had signed recently with NXT UK. Uh, you know what? I don't know if she signed recently. Um, I know she was in the May Young Classic. I think she was in the May Young Classic, but I think she was still in the independence. If I remember correctly, she got signed to NXT UK towards the end of last year. I that might be. That might be of a. Yeah, because I remember uh, a lot of dirt sheets talking about her her signing. Uh, yeah, so she signed with NXT UK in 2019. Oh, okay, in 2019, okay. Okay, so she was stuck in NXT UK, and then Eva Marie makes her uh, um, her comeback to WWE, and she's tagged alongside Piper Nevin, who doesn't, who isn't given a name. Yeah. There's nothing really mentioned about her in the commentary, and not even on the online stuff afterwards. Like there was a on a, there was an Instagram post uh, about uh, Eva Marie. And the very first picture is of Eva Marie and Piper Nevin, but Piper Nevin isn't tagged. Only Eva Marie is. And there's really no mention about Piper Nevin either. Um, how do you feel about this? Were you surprised of how Eva Marie came back to WWE? Does this whole enforcer thing 
for even really surprise you at all? Like, how, how are you feeling about this? Okay, so to be honest, I love that Piper Nevin's on main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, my issue is I just don't care about Eva Marie. Like, I've never cared about her. She was She didn't impress me. She didn't impress me when she was back, back when she was on the roster before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you've, they let go of a lot of really, really good talent in the past year. Yeah. And to bring in somebody who doesn't really, I mean, she's, she's not a good, she's by no means a good wrestler. Like, and she's not really that great of a character. Yeah. So for me, you've, you've, as a company, you know, what value does she bring? Do you think uh, this is a, um, I, I don't know, are you waiting for the swerve of Eva Marie to come out with some badass like wrestling moves or wrestling skill? Like, uh, I, if, if we remember correctly, Eva Marie was signed back in October, according to Pro Wrestling, uh, the newsletter, and I think uh, the torch. Yeah. Uh, everybody has her, uh, has news, has a word that she signed in October. Um, so, do you think, you know, she's been just, training and they're using Piper Nevin as like a distraction until even Marie actually has to wrestle or how, what do you think? Or, I or think am I giving him too much credit? You're giving the WWE creative way too much credit. This is fair. This is probably true. Um, like, like they are probably like because she didn't even really wrestle on her last run either, and that's after she was trained by Brian Kendrick. Yeah, she. I mean, she kind of wrestled, but then obviously, like, she didn't really have the aptitude for it, or I think the uh, creative kind of started leaning into the swerves of, like, giving her an out as to why not to wrestle to kind of build up heat. Um, so, obviously, and that was obviously a few years ago, so, you know, with uh, women's wrestling being what it is today, and, you know, people being more into the wrestling and the athleticism more than just the good looks. Um, like, I, I think it's a possibility that hopefully, you know, they got, you know, they they took the good route and, you know, actually t- honed up even Marie's skills. But again, you're probably right. We're probably giving way too much credit to creative. Um, I personally don't like the rollout of Piper Nevin. Um because one, she looks odd. I don't necessarily care for the look. Again, it reminds me a lot of Melissa McCarthy in basically any Melissa McCarthy comedy movie. Um, two, you don't give her an identity. Like it's not like Kane making his fucking debut in the Hell of Hell in the Cell, where everybody's questioning who that is, and they can come to a logical conclusion. You know, it's not like DDP unveiling himself as you know the stalker. And, you know, old fans having to know who the fuck they are, you know, who he was. Like, you know, not a lot of people know who the fuck Piper Nevin is. Very, and few, very few of those people know what NXT UK is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily understand, like, why they just didn't give her, like, a name, even if it's her old name or some sort of name. Or even acknowledge her. They didn't really fucking acknowledge her. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the game plan is for this. 
I don't know either, and it's uh, I don't know. I uh, yeah. um moving on to some better news. Um, there's a Samoan named Joe back in WWE, but just in the better part of WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Did you so? Fucking Vince McMahon gets rid of Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe ends up back in WWE. I mean, you know, when Daddy doesn't want something, Big Brother always depends to get it for you. So yeah, yeah. Um, how do you like? So okay, so at the end of the last um, NXT Takeover in your house, Regal teased that some changes are coming, and a bunch of people thought that Regal was going to retire mm-hmm. um, after being general manager for NXT for seven years, which is actually. I think one of the longest reigning GM roles in WWE. By the way, do you know who was GM before Regal? Um, it was Dusty, wasn't it? JBL. Really? Yeah. That's a that's some un fucking that's some forgotten lore of NXT. It is. It really is. That's interesting. I did not know that. Um. But as a before, well, before we go on to Regal more, um. You know, comes out uh, the next night or on Tuesday night on NXT. Um, you know, Samoa Joe comes out and uh, interrupts Karrion Cross as Regal wants to announce his retirement, but Joe wants to be his enforcer instead. And so Regal goes and gives him the go ahead and says that he can't wrestle in NXT, but he can retaliate if physically provoked. Kind of call, you know, a callback to the old Sto- Sheriff Stone Cold days. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this? I'm all for it. Like, I'm all for it. I'm glad. I'm glad to see him back. Um, given that you know he's not medically clear from concussions, I'm glad that he has some role. Um, but I don't really have any issues with it at all. Like, he's he's gonna be like, like you know, he already kind of made his mark already on the first night. And I can't wait to see him. Like, I can't wait to see more of this just because, like, you you got the vibes from Karrion Cross and him that, like, there's going to be a clash eventually. Yeah, and the, within the first 30 minutes, uh, Joe chokes out Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, I thought that was awesome. You know, you don't, wait, you don't make the people wait, you know, much longer. Or, you know, like, till the fucking, like, last two minutes of the show. Like, you know, let me see Joe what, what doing what Joe does best. Uh, on the disappointment scale... How disappointed are you that he didn't go anywhere else? That another, he didn't go to a company with another three letters as a fucking you know acronym or whatever. I'm a bit disappointed because like I there's some dream matches I would have loved to have seen in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I feel like I feel like ever since he's because like ever since he came to NXT and WWE, like it feels like he's a lifer there now. Yeah, and, um, I, I, uh, obviously WWE has more money, yeah, uh, probably readily available, and uh, more. I mean, you know, who's to say about everybody else's medical staff and way of getting them tested? But WWE obviously has uh, accessibility to some of the better stuff in the in the country, so maybe uh, that much too. And plus, I think creatively, he had much more fun in NXT than he did obviously in the main roster. Oh, one hundred percent. So I think yeah. no, one, on. so one of the biggest kind of like it was, it was a complete surprise to me that when they released him because just literally a few days before he was commentating for 
WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, a few days before that, like he was doing sit down interview packages for NXT takeovers. And yep. like those, those interviews were fantastic. So it was, for me, it was like, why would you get rid of him? Yeah. As a, you know, obviously, unfortunately he can't wrestle. And honestly, like it probably would have felt a little weird to see him go somewhere else and wrestle knowing his, uh, his health. Uh, oh shit. Ah, I got a cramp. Sorry. Um, <laughs> It would have seen it been weird to see him go somewhere else knowing his medical history. It's just like going yeah. to see Daniel Bryan wrestle somewhere else, knowing how many concussions and how many times, you know, he's almost had to retire, even after retiring once. But yeah. you know, Samoa Joe can offer a lot to WWE and like you're like you said, like he's probably already comfortable being there. Which um, by the to speak on Daniel Bryan real quick, he still hasn't signed any new contract with WWE. Hmm. He's um, still a free agent. He's still technically a free agent, and uh, according to uh, the news, the Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, the talks with New Japan were for Daniel Bryan for possibly yeah. letting him go wrestle or do a few dates over there. Um, so who knows where Daniel Bryan ends up right now? Um, but yeah, no, it's good to see Tomojo back in NXT. Uh, you know, we all, all, you know, as as much as as a disappointing it is for us as fans to not see those dream matches mm-hmm. or possible scenarios. We want what's best for the health and safety of you know these people, uh, of these uh, wrestlers, athletes, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so wherever he's happy, he's happy. Um, you know, it's you know it's just like seeing a fucking you know a friend go do something great. Um, mm-hmm. ACH is yeah. now retired from pro wrestling. Um, it's been a while since we've heard of ACH um, in any big news. Uh, if you don't know already, he was wrestling in MLW. He was wrestling in New Japan for a bit. Uh, he was also wrestling in uh, GCW, and he was actually wrestling for AAW. Um, I think that's Mexico, right? No, in Chicago. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is just another. Uh, uh, yeah. So no, it's not Mexico. AAW. Uh, I don't know where they were, but they he they had a show recently in Chicago, and that was. That was his uh, last major event that he was at, and that was on May 7th and at their Take No Prisoners event. And if you don't remember the last big piece of news, uh, he quit NXT in 2019, 2020? No, in 2020, mm-hmm. beginning of 2020, um, yeah. when uh, he won the NXT breakout tournament for uh, under the ring name Jordan Miles. And then there was a a really weird shirt that came out promoting Jordan Miles that many yeah. people, many fell, including him, was very racist because it was very, um, it was very, uh, minist- was a minstrel, min- very minstrel in nature. Uh, and so he up and quit, and you know, he returned a little bit later after that, uh, but to, to the independence, and now he's uh, he's retired and he has not really said. Uh, given the reason why, uh, you know, we don't know if it's related to a health issue. We don't know if it's related to mental health, as you know, he's talked about before. But he is just now retired. Um, how do you feel about this? I mean, he. I mean, this isn't the first time he said, you know, he's quit wrestling. Um, this time feels a little more permanent, but. With that being said, I mean, yeah, time will tell. Like, there, and when it comes to re- retirement and wrestling, never say never is 
really is really what it comes down to. I mean, for yeah. fuck's sakes, look at Terry Funk. Like, how many times has he retired? This is true. Uh, yeah, he's. I think he's. He might come out of retirement soon too. I have no idea. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, very very few people ever stay really retired. Uh, the only two people I can think of are uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, Mick Foley. But even then, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's enough oil money to get Shawn Michaels out of retirement apparently. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, very interesting. Uh, so, but you know, all the best to ACH, whatever he does, whatever he needs to do, uh, all all good. Um, guess who's a heel? Who's a heel? Take take a wild guess. Uh, what company? Uh, I can't tell you that, but you it's can't. not. It's not WWE and it's not AEW. That much I can tell you, but I want you to guess. Okay, so if it's not WWE and if it's not AEW... It's not Impact either. It's not Impact either. Not Impact. Wow. Is it New Japan? It is not New Japan. Oh my god. MLW? Huh? MLW? Not MLW. I'll give you one more chance before I give you the, before I give you the company. NWA? Huh? NWA? It is the NWA. Uh, okay, so NWA, that narrows it down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I still don't fucking know. Just go for it. Yeah, okay. Um, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray? Kylie, Kylie Ray might be a heel. Um, and uh, there we go. So, um, and so she made her return match or her, set, or her second return match, but her return to televised wrestling at NWA's when, uh, when Our Shadows Fall. And she teamed up with, uh, she teamed up with Taryn Terrell, if I remember correctly, or is it? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, teamed up with Taryn Terrell to take on Thunder Rosa and Melina. And in the match, uh, Kylie Ray won the match for her team with a roll-up, but she held the tights. Ooh. So we're getting glimpses of a, a heel Kylie Ray, which is very, very interesting. Um, and I just listened to uh, I just listened to an old uh, interview with her on I think his name's Chris Valiant, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was like a year old. And she talks about the possibility of being heel because she she's mentioned that you know she wants to be a heel and see how that would work because obviously the character she is now or she is usually is a very bubbly, smiley character. But she wants to see how it would work as a heel, you know, and how you would have to interpret that same bubbliness and, and those smiles. Because when you're a heel, when you see her doing ghastly things, you know, the, those smiles can be menacing. And I, and I I agree with that. That'll be fun. I'm excited. Guess I got to watch NWA Power. Yeah, if you can find it. Uh, I believe they're still working out a TV deal, if I'm correct. That's that's uh. So if you can find it, watch it. it I am interested to see. Uh, I you know both Don and I are very interested in Calories career. Um, so hope you know. Let's see where this goes. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I got some other news. Um, shout out to Renee Paquette who had her baby girl on. Yes. I'm excited. I'm so happy for uh both both John Moxley and Renee Paquette. 
Um, yeah, they named her daughter Nora. She's born on June the 14th. It's it's funny that WWE released a you know congratulations statement for her, but not for Ambrose. Yeah, uh, a lot of fans have uh, had a problem with that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. I'm not gonna say it's weird that WWE didn't wish him well because it's not like he gave birth to her. But yeah, yeah, it's Mm kind of weird. You 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 wish well on one parent but not the other, even though both are part of your company. Yeah. Uh, do you see Renee Paquette doing any work in AEW? Maybe. Do you see her as more of like a like you know like full time work, or do you see her more as like a a Bischoff who only comes in once in a while? Let's see her more like a Bischoff, like maybe for like a big interview segment, something like that. Because to be honest, like there's only so much I can stand of. Uh, there's only so much of interviews I can stand from you know. Jim Ross and why am I spazzing on names right now? Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Yeah. I want to see Excalibur doing more um, interviews. That'd be great. I want to see Excalibur doing more interviews, or I want to see Taz like after he's done with this whole team Taz. Like I want to see him more in, in an interview setting. Yeah. Like I feel if you pair him up with the right people, like if you pair him up with like the acclaimed, if you pair him up with I don't know, like even some of the women. I think you could probably get like a really good uh, interview from some uh, with him from some of those women, like uh, Thunder. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. A big swole or something like that, you know. I, I don't want to see that a lot, um, but yeah, uh, all the congratulations to Renee Paquette. Um, if you don't know her uh, podcast, is Oral Sessions with Renee. Um, right now, she is having some uh, guest hosts, and I believe her first one is her husband John Moxley, and I think he does a Q and A. That should be interesting. So if you want to hear some uh, uh, A's answered by John Moxley, go ahead and seek that out. Um, as we would all know, WWE is heading to Las Vegas for SummerSlam weekend. Um, yes. How do you, uh, and while they're there, they're going to be holding tryouts in Las Vegas. Uh, WWE announced in a press release, WWE today announced that it will search for the next generation of superstars and host a multi-day talent tryout in Las Vegas as part of SummerSlam week. The tryouts will give elite male and female athletes and performers the opportunity to showcase their abilities with the goal of being selected to begin training at the state-of-the-art WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Blah, 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 corporate, blah, 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 corporate, blah, 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 corporate, blah, blah, blah. That's all I got. That's all I got from WWE. I mean, basically. um, Blah, 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 plus release, blah, 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 newsstand, blah, 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 pay attention to us. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about this? They don't, they're usually not known for making tryouts like this known unless they're doing um unless they're doing tryouts in like countries like china or india or something like that um and usually they just kind of look within their own t- uh, developmental talent and the indies so do you think this has any implications of how far into the indies they look for talent now or what i don't know i think it's just wwe being wwe to because they they hold they hold a lot of uh, a lot of tryouts, but they never really publicize them. Um, oh, yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're not just like they're and they hold tryouts for people that are usually in the independents. Yeah, you know, they're actually looking for people who probably aren't haven't been wrestling or or not you know or not really you know known for wrestling. It, uh, there was a report going around 
saying that they're looking that Vince is looking for more, more characters. Yeah, yeah, more personalities than he is looking for athletes. Yeah. So do you think this and, is their way? Do you think this is their way of looking for that? Or do you think this is their way of getting more people to Vegas for some extent? Porque no los dos. Um, I mean, it's to get bodies in, into Vegas for SummerSlam, but also, you know, they're looking for characters. They're not looking for wrestlers right now. They're like Vince McMahon doesn't want wrestlers. He wants characters. And, you know, if you can, if you can find somebody in a tryout that has amazing charisma and amazing character, you know, they're going to go for it. Let's see what happens. Let's see who we can, who we're going to be talking about in 10 years that came from these Las Vegas SummerSlam weekends. And mm-hmm. let's see if any of their favorite matches is uh, Molina versus Alicia Fox. Uh, PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, is annou- has announced their first show in two years. Uh, the Twitter account posted that they will return on August 1st of 2021. Uh, I mean, you know, Pro Wrestling Gorilla has a, a rich storied history. Uh, you know, with the Battle of Los Angeles that they host, um, you know, all the people that have come from Pro Wrestling Gorilla, a lot of them, which are signed with AEW. Do you see AEW doing some sort of partnership with uh, PWG since one of their uh, main founders is on their broadcasting? I mean, of course. Like, do you of think course P- they are. Do you think PWG will still have that same, like, stronghold on independent wrestling in California? I so I'm not from California, so I can't really say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think PWG can you know definitely be a good stepping ground independent wise, especially or independent wise and especially good talent scouts area for AEW. Mm-hmm. Given you know their commentary relationship with uh, you know, their one of their commentators' relationship with the company, so. A lot of great wrestlers have come from there. Kevin Steen, uh, El Generico, uh, Chris Hero, other people have worked for PWG, such as uh, you know Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, it really became a um, a really big um, like well-known wrestling thing that even celebrities would go. Yeah, that's a, a PWG, and you know a lot of people would have a lot of fun. Uh, who went? There's a, there's a story that Excalibur told on. Uh, Jericho's Progress Talk is Jericho. You got to seek that episode out because it's really good if you want to hear more of the background of Real Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Eric Bischoff is now, con- uh, he now considers himself retired from pro wrestling. Uh, you know, Eric Bischoff has made uh, sporadic appearances for AEW and he was recently inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2021. Uh, but he says he feels he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the need have any sort of uh, full-time or part-time position behind the scenes or on camera for that matter um he said uh to on a episode of i think one of his podcasts because it's that time mentally and emotionally walk away from it not in any way like i'm angry or resentful or frustrated it's just when you know you've done everything you're really going to do and you did it at the highest levels there's a certain comfort in just going enough i'm going to sit back and watch i'll put my toe in the water every once in a while but i'm not going to take a bath i'm not going to overcommit and I'm just going to have fun with it, and that's where I'm at. It's, I mean, it's not surprising, um, especially after his his last stint with WWE. Like, you know, he there's reports, you know, where he would just kind of be asleep at the fucking wheel. 
And but I mean, also like you know, Vince McMahon just basically buried him. Have you listened to his podcast at all? No. Oh, dude, you need to. I do. I'll, you I'll need to listen. You need to listen to eighty-three weeks. He literally has two episodes on his time at WWE that last year. Really? He goes in detail. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if you want another perspective, and he obviously, you know, it, it's his perspective. You can take that with a grain of salt or all the salt you need. But I think <laughs> it's worth a listen to to hear, like, from outside of the dirt sheets. That's fair. Uh, so I implore everyone to seek that out. Um, Our last episode, we talked about WWE Canada. Yeah, you you talked about fucking WWE Canada, and I had to look, do some fucking digging because <laughs> I didn't believe your punk ass. Because like, why was there something in Canada that was WWE related, and why didn't I know about it? So I did some digging, and I found this. It wasn't a whole ass theme park like you had. You had promised it like it was fucking heaven. Like you talked about it like it was fucking like this whole like great like amusement park where like. All the WWE superstars hung out, and there's a bunch of rides. There's orgies, and there was like you know, like just. I, I... To be fair, so when when it was when it was out and about, it was in like 2002, and I remember just kind of seeing a recap of it on WWE Velocity. So I was that's almost like 20 years ago. You made it sound like Valhalla, and you and know like, what it is? I just you know what it is? It's a fucking gear shot. <laughs> I did some digging, and I just vague, like I just vaguely remember it from muscle memory. God damn it! You disappointed <laughs> me with your muscle memory. Uh, it was actually called WWE Niagara Falls. So to give a little brief history on it, um, WWE Niagara Falls was announced during WrestleMania 18's fan access press conference in 2002. Um, it opened on August 1st of 2002. And it was the first Canadian retail store and theme drop ride. And when I say theme drop ride, if you've ever been to Cal- Disney, uh, California's uh, Adventure, Disney's California Adventure, and you know the fucking uh, Haunted Mansion ride, uh, or if you know the, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride where it just kind of goes up and it drops, that's basically what that ride was. And WWE's ride was called, and I shit you not, the Pile Driver. It was called the Pile Driver, but Pile Driver was two words. It looks so wrong. Um, it was owned and operated by Canadian Niagara Falls, uh, Niagara Hotels, and had more than 4,000 square feet of retail and exhibit space and a 220-foot ride. Uh, the first superstars that were there were Trish Stratus, Chris Benoit, oh, and the big Velvoski, who was also Velvinus. Uh they were went in really hard. Yeah, they went really hard with the Canadian. They presence. went super hard with the Canadian. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that Velvinus is Canadian. Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. I forgot that he's Canadian. I would never have got that vibe from him. Although maybe that was maple syrup that was getting poured on the chair. In his- <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. What other Canadian could they put in he's, here? Because I, I think Velvinus is actually part of the Hart family, if I'm not mistaken, too. No, like he was he was married to one of the Hearts. No. You need to find like, that right now. I am ninety nine percent sure. Yeah, you were ninety nine percent sure that WWE Canada was a thing too. You said. <laughs> I mean, you I said was... I could go. To, you said WWE Canada was a cocoon where I'd never get older and I'd never die. You lied. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's not the. It's it's okay. not. It's not the. Uh, it's not the Hart family. 
Oh my! See again, over fucking selling. But his brother, his ex brother in law is Edge. You promised me that Velvinus was married to a heart, <laughs> and yet here you are telling me that he's ex brother in laws with a Copeland. Are you fucking kidding me, Don? Are you fucking kidding me? It's it's like telling me you have an eight incher when you really have a <laughs> so, so like what, what you, you do don't even bring day. an extender. Like <laughs> I love you, but oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> um, out of all the people, is there any other Canadians that they could have taken except Benoit? I mean, like I'm sure at the time, I mean, uh, obviously Benoit was probably like one of the most popular and most like you know favorite, but. You know, this is that doesn't age well. What other Canadian wrestler could they have sent? Test. Oh shit, that's right. Test is Canadian. Our Jericho. And he probably was champion around that time. He was champion around that time. What the fuck? He was, he was definitely champion around that time. Actually, I pulled up a roster of uh, WWE from 2002, and I'm trying to figure out which uh, who do we have here that's Canadian. Christian. Oh, that's right. CLB. Okay. Edge. Edge. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have had those. You could have easily had those two. I, uh, I would have gone out there for Edge and Christian. I swear to God, I would have. Yeah, one million I think they were broken up by then. Yeah, no, yeah. Th- this was a uh, post-draft. This was post-brand yeah. uh, splits. Yeah. Um. Those are all the really good Canadians that they got. <laughs> but still, they could have had their, WWE, their, you know, the World Heavyweight Champion or WWE Champion or whatever he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was. Also. He was definitely a World Heavyweight Champion around that time. Uh, so uh, those three uh, presented the store with a championship belt to open the store, and were some of the first to ride the store's ride the pile driver, along with casting their hands in cement as a permanent memento of the opening. Ugh. Just everything this about this doesn't age well. She's like, oh yes, yeah. so we have the hands of Trish Stratus, uh, Val Venus, who's a really right wing Republican, and somebody that we don't want to talk about anymore. Uh, they could have they they could have literally sent all of TNA there because it's uh, Tess, Albert, and Trish Stratus for I think a thing at that time. Matt it was, Bloom is Canadian. I don't know if Matt Bloom is Canadian, but. He's an honorary Canadian. <laughs> he was part of TNA, which is pretty much the same thing. Stuther's Canadian. That makes him 100% Canadian. I mean, he was also Japanese at that one point. Oh, that, oh God, don't remind me, please. <laughs> please, for the love of God, do not remind me. Um, basically, this what the store sold was a bunch of, uh, obviously, just a bunch of merchandise. WWE merchandise out the ass. Shirts, toys, memorabilia. Uh, when you walk into the store, if you've ever, if anybody's ever been to RVD's Five Star Comics out here in California when it was still open, uh, it's basically the same thing that they have going on in the store where it's like theme music playing, music that was created by Jim Johnston. They had pay-per-views playing in the background and shows uh, to give you the atmosphere of being essentially WWE land. Uh, and the store kind of lasted for a while. It lasted for almost 10 years. Uh, yeah. It closed down in 2011 when WWE uh, cited that the store was no longer profitable. Although surprisingly, when I was doing my research, there were some people on Reddit and on Facebook who said that the building still like sold overstock WWE merchandise, but only up to the end of 2011. So the store, so that actual store itself 
was still open until 2015, but none of the merchandise that you could buy went past 2011. Jeez. I shit you not. There was a dude that I found on Facebook. I don't remember his name because it wasn't important, but he was still, <laughs> he was posting in 2013. He made like a whole ass Facebook page at the WWE store and he was posting on there that like he was going to the WWE store and if anybody wanted anything, it seemed like a nice guy. He was just like, hey, going to the store today. Does anybody want me to pick something up? Going to the store again this weekend. Does anybody want to pick something up? People would, then there was a couple of people that would like the post, never responded. There's actually, I found a Pinterest thing from like 2014. From 2014, that was still. Like, Look at the it store. Was, Do you have a picture of the store? Look yeah, at that, that, that belt's pretty awesome. It, it's kind of an eyesore now because I'm sure like yeah. you can probably modernize it a little bit more, but like it, it's a hell of a store. Niagara Falls. That actually definitely looks better than uh, WWE New York. I kind of like WWE Newark. Maybe it's the nostalgia of it all, but like I kind of liked it. They actually turned that to Hard Rock Cafe, and like they did. It's like the worst Hard Rock Cafe you could ever go to. So here's the pile driver, and that sounds wrong. I know what the pile driver is in many senses of the word, but I never knew this fucking. You know, there was a ride called about this is oh this is it this is the Facebook page that was. Uh, um, uh, I gotta look at this. About this and his profile picture this dude's profile picture is the picture of the pile driver jeez god these these comments were from 10 years ago the most recent one was from the most recent one was from five years ago that's uh, as of recently, or as of 2015, um, the store location itself is now home of the Niagara Brewing Company, and where they had the ride, they've now they now use for outside dining. Oh, that sucks. So, I mean, you could probably still pile drive somebody out there, but you can't ride the ride. <laughs> and I mean that in more than one way. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. The guy who made this page. It's him and Bret Hart. Oh, wow. Bret Hart. Oh, this is in 2012. Yeah, I was going to say 2002, Bret Hart and WWE were still not talking. Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. By 2011, he was already getting checks. Yeah. Fine. Oh, look at that. So here, we're looking at a picture right now of Mick Foley and a fan. So this guy, this this person, yeah, this shit did a lot. This guy did a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, that's. I mean, that's all I have. Um, what other lies and fallacies are you going to tell our <laughs> listeners about? What other lies and fallacies? Uh, first, oh. you're telling me there was a WWE Canada, you know, and then, I mean, then, I you're, was, telling, then you're telling I us was... that Venus was married to a heart, you know. I mean, was I technically wrong though? About yes, WWE Canada. <laughs> Yes, it well, technically exists. Uh, it technically existed, just not the way I remembered it. Uh, did I technically like marry the Pink Ranger? I mean, even if it was in my dreams, like that, you know. Did I technically I mean, not wreck the buffet at you know the country club? Like, okay, so so you know, yes, Valvinus was not married to a heart, but he is. He was technically, you know. Related to a Hall of Famer. 
Hey guys, uh, like I'm, I don't, I don't know if you know, but my brother's Kendrick Lamar. What? Yeah, uh, he's like <laughs> married to my friend's friend's cousin, uh, who's married to the cousin of the cousin <laughs> of the friend. <laughs> where can they find you on the interwebs my dude uh you can find me on twitter instagram the snaps anything pretty much social media e-l-d-o-n-b-r-u-j-o that's el dambujo um you could also find me at tndw podcast on twitter and facebook where can they find you good sir i am uh at pending 257 on twitter and at TNDW Podcast on Twitter and Facebook as well. And uh, just like the things you tell our, our fans, would you call this an episode? Uh, I would say it's a fucking disaster. And also, I can't stop recording. <laughs> edit. We can edit things out. Edit. We can, we can edit we, things out. I, I hope we can edit this fucking thing out. <laughs> I'm leaving this in here. What the fuck did you fuck? Oh, wait, no. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, over here, it's just fucking Albanians. I just can't not. <laughs> We're talking about AOP like that. If we keep recording, does that mean we have to keep doing the show? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a loop we're stuck in? God was like, oh, Yo, you found a way to record your fucking podcast. Now die doing it. <laughs>